0: Hello and welcome everybody back to Eyes on the Mize. My name is John, I'm joined by Ian.
1: What's going on everybody? And John.
0: What's up? <laughs> it is August 3rd uh, and this is episode 23, Organized Play Announcements R.O.P. Boo. Um, come on I'm Ian. Unfound. <laughs> you, 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 you have done many worse puns. I have. There, There is factual evidence of this. Very true. I Anyways, so... We're going to talk about all the organized play announcements that happened yesterday, thanks to Alain Bergeau, who is the global director of organized play for Wizards of the Coast, because there's a lot of stuff we need to, we need to unpack from it, because it's not going to impact the Pro Tour Eldritch Moon, which, by the way, for our American listeners, starts Thursday night, not Friday morning, Thursday night because of time zones. Yay! Yay! It's
1: prime, ti- it's prime time Pro Tour.
0: <laughs> prime time television. Uh, but we're um, gonna—it's going to affect next season. A little bit, and then there's a bunch of changes that are going to take into effect the 2017-2018 season.
1: Yeah, basically they learned their lesson from when they tried rolling out that pay change, and everyone's like, what the heck? And it are like, wait, wait, we're going to soft roll this, you guys. It'll be yeah. live for the 2017-2018 season, so I like that.
0: But there's a lot of sweet things we need to we need to break out, but first, we're turn the eyes to the community really quick. Uh, first off, as we as I just said, the Pro Tour is starting Thursday evening, so if you're listening to this Thursday morning... You should look forward to it popping up on your twitch.tv slash magic streams that evening.
1: I'll see people in chat.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you want to keep your uh, keep your sword in a sheath for, for you know, good thoughts. Anyways. Basically. Basically. Also, things that happened today. Uh, there's a new magic story as there is every Wednesday and we record on Wednesdays. And um, Eldritch Moon's story is over. We have now started Conspiracy Stories, and we have been introduced to a new planeswalker, Kaya, Ghost Assassin.
1: Yeah, I, like, someone I saw someone say, they really could not have timed this any better if they wanted to, in terms of just basically, like, being like, hey, look, we get a brand new planeswalker, who is a female, who is a person who is basically black, according to, you know, the art and everything like that. And they actually greatly, re- like had a consultant, and they really did a great job planning this out perfectly. So hopefully this is just a little taste of what's to come with uh, Sahili. Yes. Uh, but with the most recent Ghostbuster movie coming out with the all-female cast, this is like perfect timing. It's, it's almost,
0: it, it, it almost has to have just been planned out to a T, but I'll tell the, the story
1: was really good. The
0: story was also really good. Kaya seems just like the don't-take-no-crap-from-anybody type of character that we've kind of known to, pre- to get from Magic Stories. Uh, the biggest <laughs> conspiracy – or not the biggest conspiracy. The biggest questions is, A, well, we know she's getting a card in Conspiracy, take the crown. We yep. don't know what color she is because that's – that is up to a lot of debate right now. Yeah.
1: I was hearing people are saying maybe even um, Esper.
0: Esper is a reasonable – like, you you can make an argument for every color. Green is the color that has the weakest argument.
1: Yeah, everyone's just like, yeah, get out of here, green.
0: Well, I thought she could have been green for a little bit, and then I read – then there's a paragraph in the story, uh, which is titled Laid to Rest, written by Kelly Diggs, and the contributor was Monique Jones, Um, where – let me see if I can find it. It is – uh what kaya did was seen as blasphemous by some a disruption of the natural order of life beyond death but in other belief systems it was the ghosts themselves who were disrupting the natural order and kaya who was setting things right she'd been showered with blessings in some places and run out of town in others all for doing the same things whatever the so, ultimate destiny of the dead on any given world it was kaya's personal conviction that they weren't fulfilling it by hanging around being a nuisance to the living
1: basically that says that she she is of the thought and mindset that Get out of here, ghosts! Yeah, (laughs) it's like you had you had you had your time on this plane alive. You need to go away now.
0: Yeah, it's it's basically like if you have unfinished business, too bad, get over it. Um, I've seen I've seen her,
1: or she helps the unfinished business, or
0: she helps the unfinished business as we as we saw in the story. Spoiler alert. Um, but I've seen people say she's Mardu. I've seen people say she's white black. I've seen blue black. Um, it's gonna be very interesting to see exactly where she lines up.
1: General consensus seems to be black at some point.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Like, she is interfering. Well, I mean, with like, I mean like,
1: you named all those colors. Like, the thing is mostly, like, blue-black, white-black.
0: Yeah. She could be an Esper Planeswalker. She, she could be our th- fourth three-color Planeswalker, which would be really sweet. But yeah. Kaya's really... She's just really sweet. Also, just another nod for diversity, because this year we've not only gotten a middle-aged werewolf paladin Planeswalker, but we've gotten a, uh, a younger... Um, black, strong woman Planeswalker as well.
1: Who don't take no guff from no one.
0: Who don't take no guff from nobody. And then lastly, we got an excellent viewer question uh, today based off of last week's episode where we did a rough draft on drafts where they're talking about a standard history draft, and they asked us, you know, what would be our first pick in a standard artistry draft? I said uh, Avison, Alice is a collective company, but I think I'm have I am not as confident in Coco anymore as a rotisserie draft is concerned.
1: I think yeah, Avison's
0: probably still a high up is probably my first pick.
1: I kind of talked you out of that one, didn't I? A little bit, yeah. It <laughs> says the collected company player standard. No, the, my my behind it was I feel like people are going to when you hear like standard rotisserie you're like, okay, what are the you automatically based on the formats like modern rotisserie or at you you automatically zero in on what are the good decks and constructed in that format? And I feel like everyone's going to try and fo- fo- hone in on spirits or humans or basically white, green, white, blue, those kind of colors. So I basically said, give me a mid-rangey type card. Give me something black-based removal. Yeah. Like, because I figure take a bunch of removal spells. Take some powerful Planeswalkers in those colors because there are. I mean, you have Omnixilus. You have Sorin. You have stuff like Chandra if you want to go with Drought. Yep. You have some decent uh, creature lands in those colors as well that help you out. So you can go like with the white black or the green black. Um, really, I just think it has some value in a slower, more mid range kind of like you're going to want like people are going to go for those high things, but there are cards in standard that you can use to slow them down.
0: Yeah, and after th- and, after talking a little bit about with Ian, I, I think I've come around to you know maybe even like Dark Petition Seasons Past would be a pretty sweet engine in a singleton format.
1: And you can get those later too, because who's going to take Seasons Past? Like in the I, top, I can, like I can three see rounds?
0: Seasons Past being gone in the first few rounds, depending on how it how it shakes out.
1: Well, I'm saying like you can easily pick that up probably in, like the third or fourth round.
0: I think it. I think it'd go higher than that, but you know, this is why it's, it was just a thought experiment. Uh-huh. So uh, go ahead and send us your replies. Uh, I'll probably retweet that question out again a little bit later. But what would you take in uh, first in a standard rotisserie draft of this current standard format? Um, for those of you who might be listening to this, after standard has rotated, the sets are Dragons, Origins, Battle for Zendikar, Oath of the Gatewatch, Shadows of Innistrad, and Eldritch Moon. Yep. Now, let's go ahead and take out the kid gloves, and let's talk about the Pro Tour announcements. So again, Alain Bergeau is the global, or- global Director of Organized Play for Wizards of the Coast. Uh, she is the person, she is, she is the person where the buck stops effectively when it comes to, um, decisions about organized play, you know, where the pro I'm, I'm sure she has a very strong say in where the pro tours are, where the GPs are, um, and a bunch of the other big changes. So, also
1: very, also a very responsive public figure for that. Kind oh of thing yes, too, definitely.
0: She, she gets nice. a lot of gruff that she shouldn't be getting. Um, but she does a very good job being kind of the figurehead of organized play, um, so let's go ahead and start first with um, what I have listed as the first thing, which is that they are changing the top eight structure for the Pro Tour. Now, Eldritch Moon is not going to have is going to have the same top eight, which is going to be basically what you would do if you had a single elimination top eight at a PPTQ, or if you did a top eight cut at your FNM. There would be four quarterfinal matches, two semifinal matches, and then a finals match. That's single elimination. Yep. Instead the changes are now going to be as follows. You now have two stages of quarterfinals, a semifinals and a finals. Now, the stage one quarterfinals is the fifth seed against the eighth seed and the sixth seed against the seventh seed. So players that are seeded first to fourth get buys. The for fourth that first stage. For that first stage. In stage two, the fourth seed plays the winner of five and eight and the third seed plays the winner of six and seven.
1: Yep. So basically if you hit third or fourth, you're going to at least have a bye until stage two. Yeah. Then. then get, so it, it's kind of like rewarding, you know.
0: Rewarding the better doing you well do. The, Swiss. The, reward,
1: the better you do, the less steps you have to win. Yeah.
0: And then the semifinals is the first seed against the winner of the 4 5 8 bracket. And the two seed is play, facing the winner of the 3 6 7 bracket. And then the winner of the semifinals go on and play in the finals with the same a best of five first two games on sideboard. So this now is the top eight bracket and accordingly there is uh, some price payout changes so for the most part uh, seventh and eighth seven through sixteen get five thousand dollars five and six get ten thousand three and fourth get thousand. Second gets twenty thousand first gets fifty thousand and then the amount of pro points also changes so that seven and eight get fifteen pro points five and six gets nineteen pro points third and fourth get twenty three pro points second gets twenty seven pro points First gets thirty one pro points alongside auto platinum for the rest of this season and the next season. Which is sweet. And again, these changes are taking place starting at pro Tour Kaladesh. So
1: Yes. And the the logic they gave in the article behind this was basically it it's just there to reward you kind of thing, mostly for like storyline reasons and stuff too. So they didn't want to want they want someone who's like they might have gone someone might go like, you know, fifteen and one or not fifty one. Four, 14 and 1. Yeah, 14 and 15 one. rounds. Wow. 14 no, and 14 1. It's 14 rounds. Huh?
0: It's 14 rounds. No, it's 16 rounds. Yeah, 15 yeah, and 1 was a, correct. It's
1: I, was right, I was right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like second guessing myself there. So 16, they can go 15 and 1 and then just get like a really crappy matchup in stage one of the quarter, like, or in the quarterfinals and then be gone. And it's like, oh, we just lost that awesome story from like the whole week. Like, or you could be like, this guy was like on the ragged edge of not making it day one kind of thing. And yeah. Run the table day, two, But I, I really like the fact that I don't we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out um, at Pro Tour Kaladesh, because obviously this isn't being instituted for this weekend. Yeah, uh, so we will still get the old school uh, Pro Tour top eight bracket. But I mean, I, I don't know what are your thoughts on the reward for this, but well, the big I feel reward, like it's OK.
0: I mean, the big reward for this is that, you know, you are now going to be rewarded for playing all your matches it's no yeah. longer going to be the case where you lock you, you get a top 8 record and you go, "You know what? I'm going to I'm playing against Ian. Ian I'm clocked for top 8. Ian needs a win to get in the top 8. I'll you know, I'll just scoop to Ian to put him in the top 8 because now there are buys on the line." Yeah. Like if well, I'm if I have a shot at that for, uh, one of those first two seeds, you better believe I'm going to be playing for it.
1: Even third or fourth seed, like give me like a give me like one step closer to that thing. It's like am I if I'm on the bubble between, you know, maybe if I do an intentional draw i'll be six but if i win i'm third kind of thing what's what's also interesting too is pro points wise and prize money you get first or second seed going into the top eight you're automatically locked for 23 pro points automatically locked for fifteen thousand dollars yeah because you're in the top four so you you can you completely bypass the five six seven eight uh spread on that stuff which i think is pretty nice
0: yeah it definitely rewards you for playing well during the swiss which magic hadn't done a good job of before it hadn't got, like the regular top 8 structure has been fine and it's great but it doesn't reward you for you know 16-0ing the swiss like luis Vargas has a perfect swiss record at a pro tour but he didn't win that pro tour now if he if he if you 16-0 a swiss you only need to win two matches before you win the pro tour yeah but could you imagine the story of somebody who qualifies well, six, as, as six the ma-
1: – Well, six matches, two rounds.
0: <laughs> two rounds, six games. That's it. There we go. But could you imagine somebody qualifying as like the eighth seed or the fifth seed and winning four matches in a row to take it? Like that
1: would be an awesome storyline.
0: Yeah. There's definitely some – there's some downsides mainly yes. for the players. Um, but the up, there, it's all upsides as far as storylines for people who are watching it and just the ability to reward the players for doing well.
1: Um, also it, it also helps them with pairing in later yes. rounds cuz think cuz I know in the past they've had like the reason why you're you usually don't get your um your feature matches until s- they slightly offset So like it's like okay time around but there's still 14 15 minutes left for the feature matches mainly because you have to wait for the people to get to this feature match area, figure stuff out. See, they don't want people getting to the feature match area, realizing, okay, these four t- people who are going to the feature match area are all of a sudden scooping. Now we need to get t- two more sets of people up here. Yeah. Kind of thing. So it, it helps in the later rounds to actually get good matches on camera as well.
0: Yeah. Which also goes into, um, no, we, we talked about this change the other day, didn't we? About the not showing opponents on the. Um,
1: Oh yeah, we did.
0: Yeah, because now you don't know who your opponents are going to be when you go look up at the um, list of what your table assignment is. So now players go to this will go to now the players would go to the feature match area, go oh I'm playing you. We can just ID into the top eight.
1: Yeah, so it's 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 really helping out with all of that stuff. So you you would have to do some insanely quick mental math to even figure out intentional draws. Like cause they're already removing some. Ben, like or some math that you would already have preset going into this yeah. withdrawal so you basically have to be like okay if i draw against person's x y and z i can get in but person's a b and c i have to play yeah but now it's like it just creates so many extra factors that it's probably not even gonna be worth trying to crunching that stuff i mean you know some people are gonna try it but oh yeah you, of course but got to min max right
0: <laughs> of course you got to min max uh, next up on our list that we're going to talk about, we're going to be jumping around the announcement for the most part, is the GP schedule for 2017 was announced. And the GP schedule is, it's, as you expect, it's just a big schedule. Um, the big highlight, the one that really takes the cake as far as kind of the, the big splashy going, oh, 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 is Ooh. that there is a four-day GP in Las Vegas, oh, yeah. June 15th to 18th. The first two days, June 15th and 16th, is a legacy main event. The 16th and 17th is a standard main event. And the 17th and 18th is a modern main event.
1: Yeah, I'm liking this.
0: <laughs> like, even like even GP Vegas was a four-day event as well, but it only had the one main event. Well, the two main yeah. events that they ran concurrently and they streamed separately. But now we've got a four-day event where there's always a main event. There's, there's always three... something going on.
1: 3 grand prix in one weekend in one location. Yeah. It's ambitious as hell and I'm loving it.
0: Now, let's say that you're a reasonably good player, that okay. you are good enough to top two top you're, you're you're able to day two a GP. All right? Okay. Yep. Do you go to Vegas and play Legacy Modern? Yes. Of course. Now, I think the I think they did a little bit of a disservice doing the Legacy and Modern as the bookends with the standard in between them, but I got to say, I mean, if you have a legacy deck and a modern deck, like I know Ian, you you, you have Legacy Infect finished, correct? In paper or almost. Uh, finished.
1: I am essentially finished. I just need two wastelands yeah. and I think like a fluster storm.
0: Oh yeah. You'll be fine.
1: So like yeah, it's like
0: You can have an entire four days of just main event.
1: I can have an entire four days of playing Infect.
0: Yes, you could. You could do that. <laughs> for for marbles, for like actual for actual like pro points and stuff too.
1: Now whether or not like Legacy Infect is good enough to day two a a legacy event I mean it is but whether I'm good enough listen
0: here's here's the secret tech change your name to Tom Ross and everybody will be afraid of you
1: okay that's how it works Tom Ross
0: Tom Ross never loses with infect
1: (laughs) I have time between now and June to do that Right. (laughs) you
0: do yeah Yeah, it's it's like (laughs) like a a few months waiting period or whatever anyways um, but this is really sweet Uh, CFB is going to be running at Channel Fireball Um, they did an amazing job with Cascade Games with the last GP Vegas this GP Vegas is going to look incredibly sweet now the caveat to this is that we are assuming, we have no confirmation, we are assuming that there's a Modern Masters 2017 coming out. Correct. And it's not in Vegas. Yes. Because, well, GP Vegas is having this triple constructed GP weekend.
1: And it's also in June, too. It's which also is a, in a June. Bit later than when they did. Remember, uh, that GP Vegas was, I
0: believe. It was like the first week.
1: week. It was, no, it was the week before. I want to say it was the week before. Um, it was like More the last the week
0: of May or like the first week of June. It was like – like, really, It was like the
1: week before – either like Memorial Day weekend or the weekend before that. Yeah,
0: it was around there. So that's a big, a big, interesting thing to point out. And so now the question is, well – Yeah, the biggest
1: one being in June It's yeah, like a little bit later.
0: It's a little bit later. So the biggest thing now is that you know we don't have this big GP thing to look forward to because last year – like when they were scheduling that GP, they just said format to be determined.
1: And Boy. now instead
0: we have this other thing that was pointed out, which – this is entirely rumor. This is entirely speculation. We have no confirmation whatsoever, but we do have another weekend with three GPs scheduled all over the world.
1: And they're limited.
0: And they're limited GPs, too. We just don't know the format quite yet. So, Ian, where are those GPs?
1: Okay, so these GPs are Bologna, Italy, Beijing, China, and Richmond, Virginia.
0: <laughs> and the organizers are Legacy... For For the the Italian one, Panda Events for the Chinese one, and Star City Games because Star City is based in Richmond.
1: Yeah, so the – that's like – it's kind of funny that they're giving Star City Games a hometown GP. But what I I summarized from this is with the – like John mentioned just a a minute or two ago, uh, it was Channel Fireball and –
0: Cascade Games. uh,
1: Cascade Games, right. Yeah, sorry. Brain fart for a second. But you know – yeah, CFB and Cascade Games doing Grand Prix Vegas. Basically, the I guess you can say the equivalent to the West Coast start of Channel Fireball is Star City Games. They're giving them a hometown one with this triple limited weekend. Probably this is Wizard or Wizard saying, "Hey, look, Channel Fireball did this for the last uh, Modern Masters. Star City, here you go. Here's a hometown one. We're gifting this one to you. Beat them, go. I like it."
0: I like it as well Richmond's also relatively close to Nashville like I could drive there in a day or whatever and it would be super sweet I'm not sold that this is a modern masters 2017 because again we don't we're not gonna get that announcement until Pax West um, where they're going to announce you know the next half year of products yeah um, but it's interesting to, it's interesting just to see all this speculation just people going mur, 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 about it.
1: Um, well, I mean, I, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, we're just assuming these Modern Masters are going to be on the odd years, and putting a trip, putting a triple limited weekend in three spots, literally around the world. Like, remember the last one was in Utrecht, yeah, at the Netherlands. Uh, what was it? It was in Japan. It was
0: Utrecht. It was. Not, it wasn't Tokyo.
1: No, it was. Wow, well, I can't think. Of, I had the other, but it was in Japan. And then there's one in Vegas. So we're kind of like echoing that with one in Asia, one in Europe one in the US, right around the time frame that that kind of yeah. mid-range summer, early summer supplemental product yeah. will come out.
0: Uh, I just checked my uh, my Vegas map because it was within reach, and it was Chiba, Japan. Chiba,
1: right. Okay. But yeah, so it's just one of those things where, I mean, it's not necessarily going to happen, yeah. but it's still cool to think about. It
0: is the assumption. And then, of course, once that gets announced, we'll have all the speculation about cars that are going to be in it, and also... Reset your damnation counters because that's what you need to do. Um,
1: so Liliana reprint. I'm. I'm just.
0: I think Liliana it. reprint is just. Yeah. Just, she's she's
1: going to be the headlining one. Yeah. For this one. Uh, oh. Now the other <laughs>
0: big thing that I that I picked up on, um, which is one that I'm not entirely pleased with personally, but um, something that I'm really excited about, and all my friends are excited about, that we have a Pro Tour in Nashville next year. It is May 12th to 14th. Um, so me and all my friends are like really excited. They're like, we're gonna try and work our butts off to try and qualify for it. And normally, if not, you better bring up some swag. I mean, of course. <laughs> and normally, um, you know, there's a pre PT GP that's limited that's in the in the home country. So like Sydney had GP Sydney last weekend, and then there was Pro Tour Sydney, and this it's, this has been true for the past few times. But as I said, the Pro Tour Nashville is May twelfth to fourteenth. You know what weekend is before that weekend? Surprise. May May fifth to seventh, GP Richmond.
1: <laughs> Literally so, the huge thing we just talked
0: about. So I think that's a nail in the coffin for it being Modern Masters twenty fifteen, but that's just me personally. Um yeah. because there's always a pre PT GP that's limited. That's in the in the surrounding area. So yeah. if it is GP, if it is Modern Masters twenty seventeen, that's great. It's gonna but... be really
1: weird. It's gonna be really weird though.
0: If if it is yeah if it is modern masters twenty seventeen which we, again we have no confirmation that would be really weird but I'm guessing it's whatever the the uh, spring set is going to be yeah so we'll see uh, other big things from the GP schedule is that we have team modern on the GP schedule because it is, it is a um, worlds not world championships but team worlds format um, and, and again this is
1: yeah unif- and so. Those so you don't know unified modern or any unified constructed format is you have a team of three obviously all things in standard are legal
0: modern you can have team modern or,
1: well okay so yeah
0: everything Anything in that everything in that format is legal
1: modern modern band is legal basic lands are exempt from this next rule which is you have a maximum of four cards in the combined pool so you're essentially you're limited to you have four cards of for modern. You have four four lightning bolts. You have four of each fetch land. You have four Abrupt Decay. Four Liana of the Veil.
0: Exactly. And then you, if you take all the three decks and stack them on top of each other, they have to make a legal modern deck. Correct. Now there was a change to this that they made. I think recently. I haven't found the. I have not looked back to find the announcement. But you can't share cards between decks. I think it was that was one of the big rules that they set up now.
1: Yeah, it so, can be used in the combined pool, so main deck and sideboard of their libraries.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, like, so you're gonna be you're gonna be in players A, B, C. If player A has lightning bolts, players B and C can't.
1: Oh, they changed that. Yeah, they changed that rule. Oh, so you can't have like
0: you can't, have, you can't have two, two person one, with two one, bolts. Yeah. yeah, no, you can't do that.
1: So, what do you think? Like the I was I was just thinking about this. I didn't put this in notes, but like min-maxing your team, are you gonna go with something like Tron? Because Tron ha- barely shares anything with any other deck. I'm assuming Tron's got to be one of the decks. So I'm thinking that access. Affinity is,
0: an easiest, is the easiest deck to just put in there because no matter what you do with the other two decks, you're not sharing any cards with Affinity. Yeah, I think Affinity is just has to be like one of those decks. Like you need a deck that just basically says, you know what, I have this this set of cards that you never touch, so I'm just going to do my thing. Tron also kind of fits that description.
1: I say I say fo- go full bogeyman on this. Go Tron go affinity and me personally i'd say infect but oh, you man. can literally you can literally imagine that it's like oh, we, we hit like the depth the the murderer's row it's like hate hate my deck go for it yeah or you could just or you could have like tron affinity and Jeskai, and or well, you can go like Infinity, if, you, if you have tron
0: affinity you can play whatever you want for the third deck and it doesn't matter oh, yeah. Me personally i was thinking about it and i would want to do like if i was playing in it i would want to play storm because there's there's only a few cards that I care about that other pe- that other people would want, and I would want Storm, Affinity, and Jund.
1: Okay. Do now what's the crossover with Jund and Affinity? Like bolts, basically. No,
0: Affinity doesn't play bolts. I can take no. the bolts out of my sideboard and I can give them to to um, to uh, Jund.
1: You could also just easily say screw it all and have zero overlap and go something like Abzan. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you could also they could you could just also do Abzan as well. I mean, that's also like, another reasonable option. They
1: basically play a rock based deck, so green black yeah. based deck. Like I think I think a, you
0: need one GBX deck in your in your team. Yeah. The the, the trick is going to be figuring out which seat you want that person to be in because that's where yep. the real metagaming comes into play.
1: Oh, it's like, yeah, you meta game like internal team. It's like, what what?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, frankly,
1: frankly I like my for me, like I said, I'm most comfortable with my, my infect deck, which I think slots very well yeah. into a bevy of things. Now, the only th- the issue is is that my Fetchland base could potentially cannibalize some other decks.
0: Well, I think like if you play, if you go misties and heaths, then you dodge Jund. If you go misties and foothills, you dodge Abzan.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, is I usually run nine. Fetch lands, oh, so, so I would have to I would have to cannibalize one green based fetch land out of another deck.
0: I mean, you could theoretically play another a different blue fetch land if that if that mattered, but yeah, it depends.
1: Well, you usually usually want to play a green based one, like I mentioned the yeah, infect. Yeah. Play the green based ones, just so you can grab those basic forests. That's really oh, I mean, of
0: um
1: Or I mean, you could rejigger the land base a little bit just specifically for that. But it, like when, when the great part about like with infect in this thing, I was thinking is like outside of the fetch lands. I'm literally not playing like unless someone's playing death Shadow aggro on my team nobody cares about any other pump spell in my deck well the well, okay, you know, the, the cards the, the, that the, you the, play the, that the, other this.
0: people will care about are probe and visions
1: probe vision well probe I, don't and serum ser- I don't I don't even play serum visions in my current build gettaxion probe is definitely something that
0: like if most... if someone's playing Infect on my team I can't play storm
1: correct because I need well, probes. I would, no, if i was if I was doing that I would have to rejigger the deck yeah and it, you could even potentially if you're if you're playing like Affinity, Storm, and Infect, you could play Green Black Infect.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. But so, the point point being is that it's it's a very interesting mental gymnastics to figure out what you want the different decks to be. I don't know, I mean, we'll figure out what the best combination is.
1: Well you'll have to you also have to take in this too. Remember, modern is a format where you can you have to kind of metagame against the field yeah. in terms of is your deck, is your is the field soft to combo? Is the field soft to mid range? But also, it has the element of you can kind of play whatever the hell you want right now in modern. Yeah. Um. The format is very loose uh, and not rigidly defined in terms of what the best deck is. Yeah.
0: Also, you want to know, uh, you you want to know another deck that would be really sweet to play as one of your three as one of your trio? What? Death and taxes. Hate bears. Dude.
1: Dude, just, that'd be cool.
0: just just be so hateful. Put them in, put them in like whatever seat you think is gonna be the most degenerate, and I'd, just be like, "Hey, cool. Rest in peace. Go."
1: I've seen mono white hate bears. Yeah, it's a no.
0: It's it's a, it's definitely a thing, especially with dredge having become you know much more prevalent thanks to shadows.
1: <laughs> it's it's like a st- it's become stealthily tier one.
0: Yeah, it 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 won a SCG classic. So you know what?
1: Rest in peace for days, son.
0: Rest in peace forever. Just don't don't oversleep your invites, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> so, Ian, what GPS are you looking to to go to this upcoming year? Well,
1: I kind of get hosed. I have some really bad luck when it comes to picking Jeep, G- <laughs> picking where I live and the GPS that come around it. Because <laughs> this year there's no Seattle GP, which people are like, "Wait, what?" Because there there's literally no Jeep Grand Prix in twenty six, in twenty seventeen, that is in Wizard's backyard. The closest thing you're gonna get is Grand Prix Portland in November. I'll get to that in a second, but for me, I'm definitely looking for Grand Prix Vegas. Um, it was funny; my girlfriend was like, "I was in, I was actually doing a my morning PT, which is not pro tour, but uh, physical training. It's just my morning workout and stuff like that." So by the time I came back, the announcement had already been made, and she had already linked me the dates for it. Um, also, along with, haha, they learned their lesson. It's now Grand Prix New Jersey times two this year, and not- <laughs> yeah, it's literally in the same place, but it's called Grand Prix New Jersey now because of all the all the, the, heckling, all the backlash, all the heckling they got. Jeez. Anyways, but, yeah. So she was like, "So we're going to Vegas, right?" And I'm like, looking. I'm like, yup, we're going to Vegas." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a house it jump be, from there. Yeah. So like I said, um, I'll probably be playing Legacy and Modern for that one. Yeah. Uh, mainly just because I want to play Modern and Standard. God knows what the heck's going to be there next year in June. Because well,
0: that Standard format's going to be, uh, that
1: that Shadows
0: Elders Moon.
1: Shadows, Cal- Shadows block, Kaladesh block, and whatever the next coming block is.
0: Uh, yes, that is, that would be correct. Yeah, so so yeah, we have be- no idea. <laughs> so yeah,
1: so like we literally know two sets that are going to be in the next in that Grand Prix. So I'm um, like at this point, might as well just start brushing up on Legacy. Yep. So um, potentially outside shot to go to Grand Prix Denver. I think that's really going to depend on work related stuff, uh, mainly. If I go for a warrant officer, I might potentially be in training then. So I don't even know. <laughs> really, like, that second half of the year for me is kind of like a question mark anyway. Uh, there's really no decent Grand Prix on the West Coast in the first half of the year that, like, comfortably works around my work schedule, which is kind of weird. Right. But, like, the ones that are like, okay, I could do this weekend are either in, like – the Midwest or on the East coast. And I'm like, there's no way I can justify taking a four day weekend and going to a Grand Prix like that. But, um, and my last one, like I mentioned, Grand Prix Portland, uh, unfortunately happens to fall. Now we don't ever have dates necessarily this far out, especially a year and a half out or year plus out for desert bus, which I help out with and like to go up to and help out with in person. But they usually fall the weekend before Thanksgiving. Now American Thanksgiving, mind you. So the, the, 4th November in, or the 4th Thursday in November. And Grand Prix Portland happens to fall literally the week that historically has been used for Desert Bus. So unless some plans for Desert Bus for me go to complete crap or just completely go fart circles, uh, I won't be going to that one. So it's just like my outside shot one. We'll see. Like this year, I just randomly happened to decide to go to Grand Prix Minneapolis um, just because it was like, oh cool, it's Literally Memorial Day weekend, I'm going to go to it yeah. and play because we're cheap. So we'll we'll see what it is. But definitely GP Vegas, GP Denver 50-50, and 5% chance of GP Portland. Which yeah, takes... I mean, yeah,
0: if, if DBX hasn't even started, which, by the way, this is the 10th year of Desert Bus, um, that is a big milestone for them. Um, I know I will be watching with bated breath. Um, and uh, we'll go ahead and say this now. We're probably not going to have an episode the week of Desert Bus, or at least uh-huh. not with Ian, yeah,
1: you'll probably have a guest that weekend. Maybe even the week before. Who we'll knows? see.
0: We'll see. Um, but yeah, <laughs> if we, a couple months out. They, they they never think about they're never thinking about like the next year's desert bus until the current year's desert bus has been over for like a month. So yeah,
1: yeah we're, 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 well, I'm just saying like the, the, based <laughs> off of historical facts of like the last couple years, that's probably going to be desert bus eleven yeah. weekend. So, but anyways, uh, you? F-
0: uh, for me, uh, well. I mean, depending on how um, qualifying for that pro tour in Nashville turns out. Um, which, uh, by the way, I, if if I don't qualify for it, I might try to see if I can get like a press pass so Wizards call me. Um, call me. Call me on my cell phone. Uh, nope. I would be like GP Richmond looks like it would be reasonable. I mean, I've already circled GP Vegas as well. It just seems like it's going to be an amazing just weekend of stuff to do. Like even if I don't play like like even if I don't have a legacy deck by then. I could I could see playing like the first week first day of standard, see if I day two, and if not, I, I just play I modern. Lo-
1: I could loan you Legacy Burn if you want.
0: <laughs> oh please! If I'm playing if I, if I'm playing Legacy, I actually had this conversation today on Twitter. People don't get into Legacy to play Burn. People get into people get into Legacy to play Brainstorm because the cards busted.
1: <laughs> Look, dude. All right, I'm just saying. I have speaking, Legacy speaking plans, of like... speaking
0: of local GPS GP Louisville J- January sixth and eighth is Legacy. Okay.
1: <laughs> Damn.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, looking through here, um, there's a f- actually, um, there are six team limited GPS this o- upcoming year, which is going to be finally some-
1: listen to people.
0: Yeah, they're listening to people. It's amazing what happens when you listen to people. Um, it's really GP Vegas, and there's a few others here and there that it, like GP Indianapolis is possible. Um, GP Atlanta is also possible, but we'll see. Um, GP Oklahoma City at the end of the year is modern, so and I like modern, so we'll see that. Uh, by the way, so everybody knows the breakdown: is that there are twenty standard GPs, fifteen limited GPs, eight modern GPs, six team limited GPs, two team unified modern GPs, and two legacy GPs. Uh, the big debate about those is that they are all uh, stateside and none in Europe, which has a yeah. very large legacy scene and people are but, upset.
1: But they kind of like did a weird things like, yeah, we don't like we're looking to you know bring more standard to Europe. But by the way, we have Eternal Weekend now planned for europe as well yeah so, and, and there so, are separate
0: weekends which is yeah, huge. Which
1: is, oh, so good
0: yeah so now now with the eternal weekend happening separate weekends um spring might, and fall spring and fall the spring ones in europe the fall one is in is in north america that's gonna be pretty big um other things in this announcement include the weeks for the world magical qualifiers the pptq rounds for the different things and the formats and so on and so forth so
1: all links will be in the –
0: Yes, the notes. there are going to be some – the links are going to be in the show notes just so you can guys get a look at them. The next big thing um, that we want to go ahead and spend a little flyer on is something that people have had complaints about, not necessarily like complaining about it but kind of just like, you know, this thing happens at the Pro Tour and there's these things called that we call the teams. Like Test, you have a teams. testing team. Like you have the Channel Fireball team. You have the Ultra Pro team or you Panty have on. the – the ch- Channel Fireball Pantheon or you have team face-to-face Channel Fireball and what does this even mean?
1: E- Eureka and those guys. Eureka. E- East yeah, West Bowl.
0: Yeah, exactly. You just have all these teams but people have been swapping teams so often that it's like I think in last season there was a, a major pro player who like played on four different teams the entire season and so... What, a, here's a mercenary. Yeah. So what Wizards has done is they basically said okay, look, you already do this team stuff so let's go ahead and put some money behind it. So, they're adding not... They're doing a soft launch this upcoming season, but the official launch is going to be the 2017-2018 season. They're going to be doing the Pro Tour team series. Now, a team is consisted of nine players, one of which is going to be your captain, and they're going to be the person that Wizards will communicate to, and so on and so forth. Your team must be registered by either the first or by six weeks prior to the first Pro Tour, or six weeks prior to the second Pro Tour. And then once you're on a team, you are locked into that team for the entire season. Yeah. Now
1: it's it's one of those like so no merc mercenarying around and
0: No free agents, yeah. So yeah. how the structure how the team structure is gonna go is that uh for the first pro tour of the season, or for the first team pro tour for that team, all your players' pro points are your team score. Then for the second pro tour, the top six members pro point earnings are gonna be your team score. And then the same would be for the third team the team's third pro tour, if they participated in the first PT of the season. Yeah. So then they're going to take all of those team pro pro, pro tour points and then they're going to have a top four team event taking place at the World Championships for the team World Championships.
1: Yeah, and it's a pretty spicy pot for the – so this is going to be for when it's the full out. Yeah. Uh, The top team, when it's it's fully implemented in 2017, 2018 – the team gets one hundred four thousand four hundred dollars, so eleven thousand six hundred dollars per player, which is what we mentioned. Essentially, getting fifth through sixth at a pro tour. Yeah, a little That's bit more. Good. Yeah. So I mean, you're going to be competing at pro tours and potentially getting the money of a fifth through sixth place finish there. Um, if you come in second place, you're going to be getting roughly individually roughly the equivalent of finishing seventh to sixteenth. So top sixteen money for just going to pro tours working with your team kicking some butt it's going to be cool
0: oh yeah now they're doing a soft launch this season and instead of doing and the 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 soft launch is going to be at pro tour aether revolt in dublin ireland at the beginning of next year and instead of doing a top 4 they'll do a top 2 where first place gets 4000 for each player second place gets 1600 for each player
1: I mean, it's, it's a smaller prize pool cuz obviously they're ramping up to these bigger prize pools which is something they've said they're doing but yeah. even then i think it's going to be cool to have this little soft launch
0: yeah, especially to kind of start getting the hype up, up for it. And by the way, uh, in this same article, there is a visual timeline of when each of these things are being, being taken place so you can visualize exactly what's happening when. Uh, I think this, that this team structure is huge. I think that this is going to change a lot of how people look at it. Uh, there's one person who I was talking to, and they said, you know, that maybe, maybe with this team stuff, you know, the, the lone wolves like Sean McLaren, who won Pro Tour uh, Born of the Gods, right?
1: Uh, believe so. The yeah, jet deck. Yes,
0: with the jet sky deck, he tests kind of all on his own. Uh, he doesn't usually join teams, but now with you know this team pot that's available, it encourages people to join teams. Also, um,
1: in, in before esports,
0: in before esports, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I would love to be on Coke sponsored uh, pro tour teams, but anyways, um, we're not We're we'll we not sponsored Ooh. by Coke. We'll get there eventually. Um, we'll see. In terms of teams. I'm saying team. Yeah, teams in, ter- sponsors, in terms of the teams, yeah, because I mean, most of the teams are already you know sponsored by stores or brands or you know whatever brand. in the Magic spheres. My brand. Um, but I think the I think the teams are going to be. I think the teams will be amazingly successful. It does hurt the Lone Wolves because if they don't join a team, they're almost giving up free money. Yeah. Like if you're a good player like Sean McLaren is, like he's 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 a good player. He's giving up money by not joining one of these teams and being invited to the Team the team World Championships. Yeah,
1: the money on the table is kind of a little bit of a downside to it. But at the same time, it's one of those, I figure, and what I'm, I'm assuming Mag- uh, Wizards is hoping for too here is to create some nice storylines. And so this way they can actually like maybe have someone like they did at the last Pro Tour where like, you know. It was TV's Digo- West Bowl and... Yeah, yeah I mean, well, like Brian David Marshall goes to the testing house and like does some, you know, little interviews. Yeah. They can have like a couple of their on the, you know, man on well, the Well, I already caught I caught one I of have...
0: Gabby's streams earlier this week, and she said that she had already gone to one of the testing houses with BDM for this pro tour, so they can do even more of that. Um, and maybe we even get team rivalries, although magic players are just too nice sometimes. Just yeah, it, they're
1: competitive. They're
0: gonna they're it'll be friendly rival. It's, yeah. it's
1: not gonna be like cutthroat.
0: No, it's not gonna be anything like that. But that's, I think the teams are sweet. I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, in the same announcement page with that is they did some updates to the Pro Players Club for the 2017-2018 season. So the, here is the major takeaways. The first one is that Platinum players will receive, receive a $500 appearance fee for the first six Grand Prix made events that the player competes in in the current season. Yeah, Currently, right they oh, get 25. Yeah, so. They get 250 for each GP they play in.
1: Yeah, they they the reason they gave behind this, and obviously all these these two main things we're going to talk about right here, uh, were stuff that was done with them talking and engaging with the platinum player, uh, community. It's a small one, but it's like they 40, wanted caps at forty people. Yeah, so they wanted to just chat with them and get their opinions because this obviously this change affects them. It, I mean, it doesn't really affect the day to day player that much at all. Whatever we couldn't can't really, you know, it doesn't matter to me too much like oh god they're getting 500 said 250 each one but basically what they were talking with them about is they said it would be a net negative for only five players with this change because those five players were grinding the crap out of gps and they also didn't want to feel like it was saying like you guys need to go to gps to make money to fully you know maximize your earnings off of this it's like their their pro points are capped anyway on a grand prix at their top six finishes.
0: Yeah. So it does hurt like it, let's say that you play in seven GPs. Say you're Christian
1: say you're Christian Calcano. Say, say you're Christian Calcano yeah.
0: Where you play like in seven GPs but you're and you you tank the first one but you, you know, win the the seventh one.
1: He plays in more than seven. He does, <laughs> so, I know. He's like like every other GP. Well, I mean let's
0: look at BD let's look at BBD, who, you know, who's just been playing all over the world with for the GPs. Um,
1: also major props major congrats to him on congrats to BBD ma-
0: for qualifying for worlds we'll get to, we'll talk about the world championships in a moment uh, the other big change is that Platinum Pros will no longer be receiving a free hotel room
1: yeah so this is something like they kind of like little comp perks and stuff like that for Platinums and something people are like wait they actually got hotel accommodations as a perk because of what we were just talking about with Pro Tour testing houses for the last couple Pro Tours the big players the big players Basically, Platinum Pros who would be receiving these hotel accommodations anyway have just been, like, going in on a house with everyone else on their team. Yeah. So it's really just been, like, not money on the table, but just kind of a perk that no one's taking advantage of. So they were saying, like, you guys can really spend this money elsewhere,
0: which the money— Because let's let's not forget that, you know, they like, Wizards also pays for all the Platinum and Golds to fly to the Pro Tour. I think they also pay for the Silvers as well.
1: Uh, I don't—yeah, I don't know about the Silver ones, but— this one basically, they, they're they taking some of this budget thing and they're already saying they're filtering it into that Pro Tour team series. Like some of that money that you're – like how you're getting that hundred-some thousand dollar for the team pool is coming out of this – like them being like, all right, we don't have to pay for 30 or 40 hotel accommodations for four times a year kind of thing. Yeah. Or even more now, right? Exactly, no. yeah. It's, yeah so it's, it's a lot. Yeah, so it's like a way for them to transition some money that people aren't really using anyway and putting it into something that the viewers at home, which with this Pro Tour team series is going to kind of be aimed at as well as incentivizing team play anyway. Because it's like they're already using teams. Might as well just be like, hey, let's prop this up.
0: Yeah. So now that brings us to the World Championship. So first off, we have an official schedule for the 2016 World Championship happening at PAX West. Which Ian oh, will be there yeah. and getting all the hot takes um, while he's not, you know, doing whatever else you do at PAX. It's, I've never been to a PAX.
1: There's a lot of stuff. <laughs>
0: I know. Uh, but Dude,
1: I can I, like, just want to touch on it real quick? Sure. Like, Wizards is taking over the entire Paramount Theater this year, which is insane. So basically, they're going to have like nonstop magic things. I was like, I was <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, 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 more than half the stuff I want to do at Pax is magic related. She's like, no, we're not doing everything magic related. It's like we're gonna <laughs> be doing at least some other things. I'm like, I know, but but I not But baby,
0: do that. <laughs> please.
1: No, 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 not even that. I don't I don't throw the baby. No, party. I know, I know. I no, but it's I'm
0: making funds of things. Oh, no no no
1: no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying like I don't I don't care yeah, yeah, yeah. that out. But it's one of those where I really it, it shows that They've recognized that PAX West slash Prime slash whatever you want to call it these days is a big platform for them to launch their next round of uh, product announcements and stuff. So it's going to be great. There's going to be way more – way, way more actual like things that I can – possibly hope to attend like but. we're
0: not even talking about the pax west schedule which they released where they have like panels spoiling cards from kaladesh like they have a panel of <laughs> pro players spoiling cards from kaladesh and talking about the mechanics
1: yeah it's like jeez <laughs> there's going to be so for those of you at home a lot of these panels are probably going to actually be streamed
0: or at mm-hmm. least recorded to put up on youtube later
1: yeah so be prepared for a massive just dump yeah. of content coming out in the first week of september anyways
0: uh, day one of the World Championships is three rounds of Eldritch Moon Limited, and excuse me, and four rounds of Constructed, Standard. Yep. Day two is three rounds of Eldritch Moon Limited. Day three, on the other hand, is three rounds of or four rounds of Modern. Oh yeah. And then day four is the Top Four of Standard.
1: See, I kind of like they broke it down. Like, day one is just going to be like an all out assault on.
0: Well, I think day matches. one was like, even last year's World Championships, day one was before packs opened.
1: But yeah, so the first is the day it
0: opens? September 1st. No,
1: no, it's the day, it's the day before because yeah. it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I think. So, day one, they're giving you seven rounds because it's the day before. Uh, day two, three, and four is during the actual packs. Yeah. So, there's going to be, you know, the the thing panels going on other stuff, which I think is great. They're like softening the bus So people who are, who got the world championship invite are going to have packs passes. They're going to get to go yeah. do, they're going to get to go get their packs on.
0: Yeah. I mean, last year they did, um, you know, they did the two days of events and they took a day off and then they did the top four, which was, which also worked out. Um, now the other big thing with, um, the world championships is that, you know, it's the full four days. Um, the one complaint that I did see is that I saw that there's they're, basically they're doing Eldritch Moon Seal or Eldritch Moon Draft twice, yeah, and I think a lot of people were like, "There's got to be an, there's like there's going to be an Eternal Masters draft, right?" Nope, nope, just two Eldritch Moon drafts.
1: Yeah, because that was the one that was the one uh, thing people were guessing going in is like, so because with last year's 2015 World Championship, they had a section for Modern Masters, Modern Masters 2015 yeah. Draft is this due to just limited product that was released for Eternal Masters and they just got it into, into the hands of people? I don't know. If, 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 if that is the case, then fine, I'm okay with that. But I know pros were even speculating back when Eternal Masters came out. It's like, so are we gonna have to re-spool up on Eternal Masters drafts again?
0: Yeah.
1: And what this also means is maybe, because they actually re-released Modern Masters 2015 on Magic Online. To help people right test. Before, yeah, right before World Championship we're not getting that probably no probably yeah we're not getting the eternal masters re-release now personally
0: i would have loved to instead of seeing eldritch moon eldritch moon i would have loved to see an oath oath battle draft mixed in
1: that would have been interesting do
0: every do the entire year of drafts for this for the season do oath oath battle for one draft and do eldritch moon eldritch moon shadows for the other draft it hits the entire year
1: yeah multi-format makes you have to study multiple formats
0: I mean, it was already multi-format anyways. In this this case, it's, it's three formats. Well, no, no, but, no, no, I meant multiple
1: draft formats. Yeah, multiple draft like You formats, have to yeah. brush back up on it. Yeah. yeah. Like That's I what I would like that. to see
0: personally. Like, I If Wizards, somebody from from Wizards is listening, um, maybe for the 2017 World Championships, do Aether Revolt, Aether Revolt, Kaladesh, and then whatever the next block is as well as the two draft formats. I know, you know, Oath, Oath Battle is not the format right now, but I think having the entire year's worth of draft formats would be interesting to see.
1: It's like you're doing a literal flashback draft. Exactly. But like,
0: but it's still in not print. Super hard. So, <laughs> yeah, an yeah.
1: in, in-print flashback.
0: Exactly. Now that said, moving on to the other announcements about the World Championship seats because who plays in the World Championships? Well, 24 of the best pro players play in it. Who gets qualified for the World Championship next year? The winners of the four pro tours, the Magic Online champion, the standard master, which for those of us who may not know, is the player with the most match points in constructed matches during the Swiss rounds at all pro tours. So if you have the most match points, if you win the most matches in standard over those four pro, over those four pro tours, you get an invite to Worlds. The draft master, the player with the most match points in booster draft matches. So if you you know sweep all your drafts, then you can get an invite to the pro tour. A Champion from each region: North American, European, Asia Pacific, and Latin American. So whoever whoever in that region has the most pro points, they're included. And then thirteen top ranked players.
1: Yeah, those are also. So you're like, okay, so thirteen top ranked. They're they're just basically known as the at large invitations. I, I like the rejiggering of the word there yeah. to top rank because it was the top ranked players anyway. Yeah. It was just the way the wording is. So obviously think- they've, they've been they've been really. Hammering down on like cleaning up just and tightening down language yeah. this year, and like just like you know creates a token top ranked players. Yeah.
0: Now you'll notice that there's some those there's some slots that were not that that are happening this year that aren't happening next year. For example, the mid season master, the aforementioned
1: grand the aforementioned grand prix master, the
0: outstanding hall of famer, who yeah. who is a qualification that I think most people probably forgot. But the it's Hall LSD. of Famer with the most pro points gets in. It might not be LSV. LSV could actually qualify on his own merits. Um, well, no, but I'm saying
1: like right now, I think he's in the.
0: Uh, BBD or uh, yeah or, or no BDM did an article about it. Uh, I think la- the end of last week, which talks about all the seats and all the all the hype going into it. It's either that or Rich Hagen. One of the two. Hype. So much hype. Um, but yeah, so basically they're just tightening all the language, and now it is literally going to be you know the top 13 ranked players in the world, aside from those um, 11 other slots. Who yeah. you already have a pro tour champion, you already ha- or you already have the pro tour champions, you have the Magic Online champion, and you have all these other players. Uh, one qualification that I did notice was not in here, that was not talked about, is the previous world champion. Yeah. So I don't know if the previous world champion gets an automatic invite.
1: That's kind of. Interesting. That and
0: said, cool. that said, um, you do get pro points at world championships and that gives you a significant boost. So cough, it could just cough, be Seth
1: Manfield, call.
0: <laughs> Seth Manfield is on such a tear this year. Oh my God. Even,
1: even without his world championship win, I, the man is just on fire. He
0: is on fire. Like last year, I think he qualified at large. And then this year he's just been pfft, mowing people down. It's amazing. Ah, jeez. Anyways, uh, and then they remind us that the pri- the price pool for that world championships is increasing with first place getting a hundred thousand dollars second getting 50, third and fourth getting 25, fifth and eighth getting 10, sixth through n- nine through 16 getting 5k and then 17 through 24 getting 2500. also oh and also um, they are changing how they award pro points I missed this earlier uh, world championship competitors will earn one pro point for each match win in the Swiss rounds after they win their third match huh. Cool. That's cool. Uh, this change is being made based on feedback by the pro community. By reducing the amounts of pro points awarded at the World Championship, we make the field more likely to represent prayer, players that perform the best through a season's pro tours and Grand Prix
1: Yeah, so like basically getting a decent World Championship showing and then kind of like yeah. coasting through some other Exactly. Like it says,
0: prior to this change, the benefit of the pro points during insuring, ensuring a return to the World Championship was too great. This change should help balance the playing field while still providing an incentive for the, each match at the World Championships to have some importance each round for the majority of its competitors
1: aka sorry sorry seth
0: <laughs> well i mean if you win the world championship you probably are going to do a lot of no the- I'm,
1: I'm just dragging yeah. on seth he's the man has just been
0: non-stop to quote a musical of some <laughs> some renowned
1: <laughs> major props for that one
0: <laughs> i've been listening to a lot of it le- recently anyways it's good. and that brings us to the end of all those pro tour of all those organized play play announcements my God
1: <laughs> there's so many of it but
0: it was so much like, to go through like even even the episode about all the announcements that they made we, did not feel this this marathony
1: no I do but there's just a lot of stuff and it, it's to, to kind of the recap like all right or not even recap just like our thoughts in general I think that these changes have been they actually made some good changes like these are I think
0: these are mostly positive changes
1: yeah I I can't place my finger on one change that's negative outside of the people in Europe basically being like what the heck we like legacy man where's our legacy gp that's that's the only thing i think that's caught some people like caught the real ire of the community which, yeah i mean if the only complaint people have is no european legacy gp then that's probably right. okay
0: i mean i think wizard's is is, is you know are we gonna get flag for this we're gonna get flagged for everything OK, just magic,
1: they, <laughs> magic players. They complain about everything.
0: As Mark Rosewater likes to say, if we put hundred dollar bills in the packs, people would complain how he folded it. <laughs> oh my god,
1: He's not wrong.
0: Look at He's... look at expeditions. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, I so, have something so here it's... that I did not add. Ian, you added this to our notes. Yeah. Some
1: pro tour guesses. I mean, obviously, it's the pro tour this weekend. We did. I know we did this last time because it was like around our first couple episodes, which was nice. Right. Um, so. I know last time we were like, okay, who are some players you want to watch? Who are some teams to watch? Um, we've had some shakeups in some teams, obviously. We don't really know stuff going in, but the teams are kind of still a little fluid. We, like This will obviously be something that'll be nice to hone down once we get that whole uh, pro uh, team yeah. series going on, so this will be really cool. But, I mean, just because by virtue of some of the people on it, uh, I think East-West Bowl.
0: Yeah, East-West Bowl looks really stacked. Team Eureka also is just absurdly good as well and no, just, you can never sleep on cfe pantheon you just can't it's impossible
1: no it really you really can't but i like like east basketball has seth manfield it's got the two tang clan uh yeah. on it who has just been on a tear as the rookie of the year that
0: yeah I, it's I, a shame the rookie of the year doesn't get a world's invite but hey he gets an invite because he won a pro tour so and he's young
1: yeah He's killing it.
0: He's like, is like, he a lawyer or is he a? I forget what his. I forget what his day job I is. I forget.
1: I forget his day job, but he he's definitely a player to look out for. Um, obviously, Seth Manfield. Yeah. Has just been slaughtering people left and right in this game. I'm curious to see how Owen Turnwell does.
0: Yeah, I mean, Owen is all, Owen's always going to do well. But it's I mean, just, I know
1: he kind of he kind of petered out on the last grant or last pro tour. Yeah. Uh, didn't do super hot, but we'll see that. You got anybody who you're excited to see? I mean, here,
0: he, 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 my wish. My my solemn wish is to see another LSV top eight, and for him to win this Pro Tour, and then go into Worlds and top four Worlds.
1: Just dem- demolish everyone. Yeah, just
0: just demolish everybody. You know, he. I don't know how well he's gonna he's... actually do with this Pro Tour for having a combination of just having a kid, and he's probably not jet lagged anymore. But I would just imagine that, like, can you just imagine? Like, I can just see it now: LSV winning Worlds and just being just ah, oh, it'd be fantastic.
1: Yeah, I. Mean, I kind of have a rooting interest in that.
0: <laughs> I mean, LSV is it's, – it's it's impossible to root against LSV. It really no
1: is. No bias. No no bias at all, modding his chat at all. <laughs> Look,
0: you, you can be unbiased and moderate someone's channel, okay? Oh, I know.
1: No, no, I know. I'm just saying no, but I would love to see LSV do well. Um, you know, just the standard – your standard cast of characters do well. I would – I don't know who, but
0: – Actually, you know what? If, if, I, if, I, have, see, if, I, if I got to pick to a player who does not have a championship, mm-hmm. read Duke. Yes, Reed only has one top eight.
1: You were saying you can't root against LSV. You are an inhumane monster if you root <laughs> against Reed Duke. Like only serious. if he plays Death Cloud. I don't care. You're still <laughs> an inhumane monster if you root against Reed Duke.
0: I know Reed Reed is is amazing. Um, and uh, this week is actually ex- the, the week we're recording is Gen Con, so there's no magic mics that we have to you know follow up after this after we after we record. So I'll go ahead and say hashtag Baywatch for uh, Aaron Campbell if she listens. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think, I think re- if I had to pick a player who does not have a championship to get a championship, it'd be re yeah,
1: okay, I can go with that.
0: But if I, if I got to pick anybody in the, in the room, I want LSV to win.
1: Okay. I mean, I would love to see Seth Manfield just destroy everybody. Just, just for the, the, you know, what end giggles yeah, <laughs> yeah. of all of this basically, because I think if he wins, he has a chance to break a hundred pro points.
0: No, if he went right? to, he, he would break 100 because he has 90 right now. He's at 90, or like, he's at like 90.7 for. Okay, so if the he entire top, season, he, 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 all right, if he top fours, he's over 100. So, so for the player of the year calculations, he's at he's at 90.7. Wow. Uh.
1: So and he Owen, actually, Owen wait, wait, is so, at 81. Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling? Wait. So if he gets first, if if Seth wins this pro tour. He breaks the record for pro points in a season. no I do not I d I don't
0: I don't think the I don't think that does breaks he beat, does he
1: beat that insane season that Kai had a couple years ago. I don't ago? know.
0: I'd have to go I'd have to go back and look at the numbers. I know
1: Kai was somewhere in the hundreds.
0: Well, remember that the world champ the the player of the year race is that was
1: a that was a weird year anyway. But even then, like if you can come close yep. to touching that number in a in a in a quote unquote modern era um
0: of magic. Yeah.
1: That would be insane.
0: Uh how many top aces? PT top eight does Seth have? He's like three, two?
1: I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. But There's a spreadsheet top... that has
0: all of it. This has been coming up a lot because the, the Hall of Fame voting has been happening recently. And I think we're going to find out who's, get, who's getting in the Hall of Fame at the Pro Tour. If oh, I... yeah, that's
1: right. They do that announcement, don't they?
0: Yeah. And then they get inducted at – they'll get inducted at PT Kaladesh.
1: So I think – oh, should we touch on that real quick? Uh, probably Owen gets in.
0: Owen's going to and... get in. Yuya's going to Yuya. get in. And then the third person I've heard is Herbert Holtz or someone.
1: Yeah, Mark Herberholtz. Yeah, I think Herberholtz will get in based off of popularity. It's He's been like the person who, like everyone almost universally has...
0: Everybody the, likes him, but... No,
1: I'm saying, like everyone universally almost has Owen Yuya and X. Yeah.
0: I mean, we can have a different, we can have a seething Song episode where if we want to, we can talk about um, people getting inducted into the pro tour at the prime of their careers, but, you know.
1: Yeah, that's a way in-depth thing for like the end of the episode.
0: Exactly. That That's for an entire another time because... We're already an hour in, and I know that if we wanted to, we could spend an, an entire another hour talking about this. Anyways, that's going to bring us to the end here at Eyes and the Mize. Ian, where can people find you?
1: You guys can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dicks. Uh, there's some stuff going on with work and living conditions and moving barracks and all that kind of fun stuff. So it might throw a, uh, a wrench in my stream schedule. Uh, follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Dixon It's D-I-X-O-N-I-J. To see when I'm streaming, I will most likely, if I try to, I'm going to try and stream a bunch next week because I'm going to Grand Prix Portland that weekend. I want to get some standard testing in. Watch me for, watch, just watch out for possible standard testing.
0: And for, when's your uh, PC build going to be put up on YouTube?
1: Oh, yeah, I got to edit that this week. <laughs> No, well, like I said, I had schedule yeah. things coming in. so Follow him well, on Twitter
0: well. and you'll find out why.
1: Yay, Yay. it's great. How about, John? How about you, John? Where can I find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at jwiley129. You can also find me on Twitch by that same handle, but again, I don't really stream, so maybe that'll happen in, in the near future. Please remember to leave us a review. We want to give shout-outs to all you at the, at the top of the show when you give us reviews. And also, please send us your comments on the episodes. Um, a friend of the show, uh, we haven't had him on, but I'm sure that we'll have him on at some point. Joseph Dunlap of Draw4Podcast recently did a – he sent out a tweet saying, you know, he wanted to hear feedback on, on what he did, and Ian and I were really passionate about this, and we want to hear your feedback, so please shoot us feedback back on Twitter. And remember, you can reach the podcast directly on Twitter at Mize, or directly by email for more personal for more personal comment at EyesOnTheMise at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you all next time.